You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, The Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to The Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with The Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include former Empire star Jesse Smollett has received his sentence, Vice President Kamala Harris visits Poland amid the Ukraine-Russia war, and a Southwest Philadelphia shooting marks the 99th of the year. Here's your national news recap for the week of March 6th. Jesse Smollett will spend 150 days behind bars for staging a fake hate crime in Chicago. The judge also sentenced Smollett to 30 months probation. The former Empire actor was found guilty in December on five felony counts of disorderly conduct for lying to police about being the victim of a phony, racist, and homophobic attack in 2019. The first person to be tried in last year's Capitol riot has been found guilty. Guy Reffitt of Texas was charged with interfering with law enforcement, entering the Capitol with a weapon and other charges. Prosecutors say he was a militia member. Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley says there's broad support in Congress to help Ukraine. The House passed a spending bill that includes $14 billion to help Ukraine respond to the invasion by Russia. Merkley says the country needs anti-tank and anti-aircraft weapons. Merkley says supporting Ukraine is vital to helping the country keep its democracy. Baltimore State's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, is facing a new superseding indictment in the federal case against her. Included in the indictment is a letter federal prosecutors say was submitted by Mosby's loan broker to a mortgage company. In the letter, prosecutors say Mosby falsely stated that she spent 70 days living and working remotely in Florida when that was not the case. Mosby is also accused of falsely claiming that her husband gifted her $5,000 to be applied toward the purchase of a Longboat Key Florida vacation home. Mosby's trial on perjury and mortgage fraud charges is scheduled to begin May 2nd. She has maintained her innocence. High fuel prices in the state are also increasing gas theft in some California cities. On Tuesday in Sacramento County, thieves stole gas from a fleet of vehicles used by probation officers. Last week in Los Angeles, one motorist was seeking repairs after a thief drilled a hole into the vehicle's tank to steal fuel. While gas theft isn't rampant yet, AAA says owners should take steps to protect their cars and trucks. Parking in garages or in areas that are well-lit can deter crimes of opportunity. High fuel prices are also making for painful choices among some rideshare workers in California. Sanctions on Russian oil after the military invasion of Ukraine are spiking gas prices in the state. Uber and Lyft drivers say the companies need to pay more to offset the pain at the pump. Some are ditching rideshare for DoorDash deliveries because of better tips. It has been one year since the state of Texas launched their own border security program, dubbed Operation Lone Star. Governor Greg Abbott says it's slowing the flow of drugs, 
adding he's not sure if President Biden even cares about the influx of the deadly drug fentanyl coming across the border. For the past year, state police have been working with private landowners to charge illegal immigrants with trespassing. So far, more than 200,000 migrants have been apprehended. Governor Abbott says over the last year, deaths from drugs that come across the border have far outpaced those of COVID, with Texas alone recording 1,300 drug-related deaths. A memorial service is planned for Katie Meyer this weekend in her hometown of Newberry Park. The Stanford women's soccer team captain and goalie was found dead in her on-campus residence last week. Investigators later revealed the 22-year-old died by suicide. Her death sparked online support for those struggling with mental health, especially young athletes. Many posts are letting people know that they are not alone with the overarching theme being you are a person first, student second, and athlete third. Saturday's memorial will take place at 6.30 p.m. at the Newberry Park High School Stadium. A GoFundMe page has been set up in Myers' name and has so far raised nearly $200,000. A commercial truck driver is dead after a single-vehicle crash on Oregon's Highway 26 near Seaside Thursday morning. Oregon State Police say the truck was hauling trusses for builder supply when it went off the highway and hit a tree. 46-year-old Joseph Arian of Longview died at the scene. Police are investigating the cause of the crash. An 83-year-old is being indicted in a gruesome murder of a woman found dismembered. The woman's torso was found inside a bag in a shopping cart in Brooklyn. The assistant district attorney announced that the grand jury has indicted Harvey Marcellin in that woman's death. It's a case the DA called unsettling. National Park officials are unveiling a century-old makeup case found in Arizona's petrified national forest. The officials believe the case belonged to a member of either the Howell family or the Olson family, who each owned the homestead over the past 100-plus years. The case was rusted shut when first found, but museum staff pried it open to reveal dried-up cosmetics. The National Park Service says such a find helps tell the story of the women who have lived near the petrified forest. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News. I'm Victoria Baker with your International News. Vice President Kamala Harris will be in Warsaw to meet with the president and the prime minister of Poland. The U.S. ally has accepted over 1.2 million refugees from Ukraine during the Russian invasion and has offered to send its Russian-made MiG-29 fighters to the U.S. base in Germany to replenish Ukraine's air force. On Tuesday, the Biden administration rejected Poland's offer, drawing criticism from Republican lawmakers. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the U.S. ties with Poland remain strong and she doubts the matter will discuss much with the Vice President Harris during her visit. U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says Britain will not make it easier for Ukrainian refugees to enter the country. As more than a million and a half Ukrainians have so far fled the Russian invasion, hundreds of thousands are crossing into Poland, Romania, and other nations. But Johnson says while the U.K. is a generous nation, it needs to keep checks on who they let in. The European Union has agreed to give temporary residency to Ukrainian refugees giving them access to employment and houses for up to three years. There's a growing outrage over Russia bombing a maternity hospital in southern Ukraine. It is now being reported a child and two adults died, along with 17 others injured in Wednesday's strike. Despite this, U.S. and NATO officials are still against a no-fly zone over the country. 
They say the potential fallout could create a bigger war if troops have to shoot down Russian planes. Samsung is reporting the company experienced a data breach. The South Korean Electric Company issued a statement saying the hacker breached international company data and gained access to some source codes for their Galaxy devices. The statement comes after hacking group Lapsus claimed it stole 190 gigabytes of Samsung's confidential source code. Samsung didn't say exactly what data was stolen, but noted the breach shouldn't impact its business or its customers. A spokesperson with Samsung told CNBC the breach doesn't include consumer or employees' information. They noted the company has since strengthened its security system. A new effort to end Russia's invasion in Ukraine unfolded on Thursday. The highest level of peace talks are set to happen in Turkey, with both sides meeting on the 15th day of fighting. It comes as the United Nations reports Ukraine's death toll has climbed past 500, including dozens of children, with more than 900 others injured. But one town, the city of Mirapol, claims about 1,300 lives have been lost, forcing them to dig mass graves. New satellite images shows widespread destruction, and officials say residents have been without water and electricity for days. Data is revealed that energy-related carbon dioxide emissions hit their highest level ever last year. The International Energy Agency pointed to a jump in coal use as economic recovered from the pandemic as a main driver behind the increase. Global emissions rose 6% in 2001, with China accounting for 33% of the global total. The IEA included that the economic rebound from the pandemic has not been a sustainable one. The dangers of the world's continuing reliance on fossil fuels has also been highlighted during the Russian invasion of Ukraine, where energy has constantly been used as both a weapon and a bargaining chip. A new study shows mild cases of COVID-19 can cause brain damage. University of Oxford researchers compared brain scans of people from before and after they got coronavirus with people who didn't get it. Those who got COVID shown reduced brain volumes and performances worse on cognitive tests. The research has also found those who had been hospitalized had more brain damage than those who didn't. The researchers say it's unknown if brain damage is permanent. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. From Jeff Goldman at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, New Jersey residents overwhelmingly prefer having gas station attendants fill fuel tanks over getting out to do it themselves, according to a recent Rutgers Eagleton poll. This comes as legislators consider whether to end the state's longstanding ban on self-serve gasoline. A whopping 73% of New Jerseyans surveyed said they'd rather not pump gas themselves, while 22% said they preferred self-service. A bipartisan bill introduced in the New Jersey legislature last month would end the state's 73-year ban on self-serve gas and allow stations the option of offering self-serve. The measure would need to be passed by the full state Senate and Assembly before Governor Phil Murphy could decide whether to sign it into law or veto it. Murphy recently didn't say whether he would sign the bill, but for the first time didn't dismiss the idea of allowing self-service. Students in Patterson Public Schools will continue masking up even though New Jersey's universal school mask mandate was lifted recently. The Board of Education has voted to continue masking after tallying parent survey results. 63% of respondents wanted kids, teachers, and other staffers to keep their masks on. But Patterson schools are removing the plastic dividers between student desks, the same decision made by the Newark Board of Education. From Jeff Goldman at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, a 27-year-old former middle school teacher in Atlantic County who authorities say made threats on social media against the school has been arrested for a second time in less than a month, authorities said. 
Shafayeth Syed was taken into custody in Wilmington, Delaware recently and charged with causing a false public alarm, terroristic threats, cyber harassment, and contempt of court, according to Hamilton, New Jersey police. Authorities say the threats violated the conditions Syed agreed to when he was released from the Atlantic County Jail last month following his first arrest. Syed was fired from his job as an 8th grade science teacher at William Davy Middle School in Hamilton Township in February, four days after being charged with causing false public alarm. From Catherine Scott at 6ABC.com, a 62-year-old man was shot and killed during a fight inside southwest Philadelphia recently, according to police. Police said the shooting happened shortly after 11.30 p.m. on the 4800 block of Springfield Avenue. Arriving officers went to the second-floor apartment and found 62-year-old man lying on the bedroom floor. Police said the man had been shot in his neck and was unresponsive. The victim was then later pronounced dead at the hospital. The alleged shooter and the victim were friends, but it's unclear what transpired, police said. The 26-year-old shooter remained on the scene and was cooperating with investigators. A gun and a single spent shell casing were recovered from the scene. This deadly shooting marks the 99th homicide in Philadelphia so far this year. Four suspects have been arrested after running from Delaware State Police into Pennsylvania. Authorities say the suspects were connected to a number of robberies in Wilmington recently. Troopers began to piece together evidence and track down the crooks in a Ford Escape. The driver then drove into Pennsylvania before being taken into custody. State police say they are conducting a full investigation and they have not yet identified the suspects at this time. From Stephen Rodas at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, the Trenton School Board will host a community meeting in the coming weeks as it works to rename two elementary schools currently named after Woodrow Wilson and Christopher Columbus. School officials said recently that a committee has been formed to rename Columbus Elementary School and Wilson Elementary School while following district policy which opens the process up to the public. The Trenton School District joins other New Jersey schools and cities which in recent years decided to remove the names of controversial figures from buildings and public monuments following a national outcry which was renewed after the May 2020 killing of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. Supporters have lauded the changes, pointing to the racist values of individuals like Wilson and Columbus. However, some critics have viewed these decisions as erasing the previous namesake's legacy. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan News. A dozen Rowan University students and faculty members will be honored during the International BEA Festival of Media Arts, one of the most prestigious awards programs for higher education communicators, next month in Las Vegas. Senior Josh Tashino, a radio, television, and film, and sports communication and media double major from Washington Township, will receive a first place award for student on-air personality. Tashino will share the award with his on-air partner, Brandon Searles, for their more morning program, The Early Bird Special with Brandon and Josh on Rowan Radio WGLS-FM. The morning show, which is hosted by different students daily during the coveted 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. drive time slot, has a flexible format that's built around music. Tashino and Searles focus on production values and speaking to their target audience when they host the program on Fridays. Tashino, who seeks a career in sports broadcasting and formerly interned at NFL Films in Mount Laurel, sees the BEA award as an important step towards reaching his goal. Ron has long been a contender in the annual BEA Festival of Media Arts Awards program. In an effort to better serve its students, the Glassboro School District has sold its 92-year-old intermediate school to Rowan University for $3.4 million. Built in 1930 for $400,000, the intermediate school was first used as Glassboro's high school. The present high school, located on Joseph L. Bow Boulevard, opened in 1965. The Glassboro Intermediate School is a Georgian colonial-style, three-story, 79 
29,891 square foot brick building that currently serves approximately 270 students. Rowan is in the process of developing its plans for the Glassboro Intermediate School, but the presence of the music room and adjacent field make it a suitable site for the expansion of the Rowan Community School and will allow Rowan to broaden that program's reach. In addition, Rowan intends to move administrative offices into that space, freeing space on campus for student-related activities. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw, your news around the sports world. In Roan Sports News, the Roan men's track and field team picked up a few huge awards this week from the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. Amir Johnson was named the Metro Region Track Athlete of the Year. He will compete in both the triple jump and long jump during the indoor championships. Johnson won the triple jump during the New Jersey Athletic Conference Indoor Championships as well as the AARTFC Indoor Championships. Johnson is well regarded nationally as he is ranked 12th in the long jump and 3rd in the triple jump on a national level. Head coach Dustin Demet won his second Regional Coach of the Year award in his eight years as head coach of Rowan Profs Track and Field. Norm Tate also won Assistant Coach of the Year in the Metro Region. He's in his 14th year with the Profs. Moving along to the professional sports world and Major League Baseball, after a 99-day lockout between the Major League Baseball owners and Major League Baseball Players Union, baseball will finally be back. The MLB owners voted 30 to nothing to ratify the new CBA deal, according to MLB Network's John Heyman. Notable changes with the new CBA will be the implementation of the universal designated hitter across both the American and National Leagues. There will also be a 16 draft lottery implemented as well. After MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred canceled the first two series of the season, a 162-game schedule will still be played and the players will also be paid for that amount of gameplay. The regular season and opening day will begin April 7th and the mandatory report day for spring training will be March 13th for players according to the Washington Post. From the diamond to the gridiron, it was a busy, busy week of trades in the National Football League with it starting in Denver as former Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl champion winning quarterback Russell Wilson will head to the Denver Broncos for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris as well as other notable draft picks. He will join an already loaded division at the quarterback position alongside Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Car Lots of very good quarterbacks in that division that just got better. Former Eagles and Colts quarterback Carson Wentz is on the move once again, heading back to the NFC East as he will be the new Washington Commanders quarterback after being traded from the Indianapolis Colts after one season. He spent his previous years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Lastly, to the NBA and Ben Simmons, he made his return to Philadelphia and was met with booze before the game even started at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. The booze continued to rain down even though he did not play 
in the contest. Once again, I'm Nick Earnshaw, and that was your sports news with me right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Megan Steckler with your Roan Report business update. President Biden is responding to the latest report on soaring inflation. The consumer price index rose 7.9% in the last year, the biggest 12-month jump since January of 1982. Biden released a statement putting a big part of the blame on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He warned that there will be costs at home while crippling sanctions are imposed on Russia. The president also said the U.S. economic recovery from the COVID pandemic remains strong. The Biden administration is calling for a long-awaited comprehensive study on cryptocurrencies. Mike Bauer reports. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Crypto. It's more than just something Larry David is wrong about in Super Bowl commercials. Cryptocurrency is decentralized digital money designed to be used over the internet. And this executive order doesn't change how the U.S. approaches it, but it will start the process of creating regulations for digital currencies. The order is an acknowledgement that crypto is here to stay and moves the government one step closer to policy framework that would legitimize and regulate its use in the U.S. I'm Mike Bauer. The Education Department is signaling that student loan payments may not restart in May. Servicers were set to send out reminders at the end of this month, but have been instructed not to do so. This may mean that the Biden administration is thinking of extending the payment pause for federal student loan borrowers again. It's unclear how long the freeze would be extended for. Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic two years ago, federal student loan holders have been given the option to not pay their monthly bill and interest has been frozen in the meantime. More companies are suspending sales in Russia after the country invaded Ukraine. Coca-Cola and Pepsi are the latest. Pepsi has been operating in Russia for more than 60 years. The CEO says they must stay true to the humanitarian aspect of their business, while Coke said the people of Ukraine are enduring unconscionable effects. Starbucks is also halting all business activity, and McDonald's confirmed it will close all restaurants in Russia. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. HBO Max is bringing a notable Batman villain to the small screen. A straight-to-series order was given for The Penguin, with Colin Farrell set to reprise his role from The Batman. Director Matt Reeves says the show will pick up where the movie ends. The Batman has been a smash hit since releasing last week, currently sitting at a global gross of over $300 million. New details are emerging about the time Black Panther director Ryan Coogler was mistaken for a bank robber in Atlanta back in January. Police documents show Coogler was detained while trying to withdraw money from his account. He was wearing a hat, sunglasses, and a mask when he slipped the teller a note asking to discreetly withdraw 12 grand from his bank account, which led the teller to mistakenly believe he was trying to rob the bank. While some fans are outraged online, claiming the situation was only misinterpreted because Coogler is black, Coogler told Variety Bank of America worked with him and addressed it to his satisfaction. He adds he has moved on. Travis Scott is announcing his new Project Heal, which includes event safety. The Houston rapper announced on social media the project will try to make sure any future concerts or festivals will protect those who attend. Heal is promising to work with the U.S. Conference of Mayors on a multi-tiered solution to large-scale events. Scott says it's also a way to remember the 10 people who died during last year's Astroworld Festival when fans rushed the stage during his performance. Warner Bros. is moving the dates of multiple big-budget films. The Flash, Black Adam, Aquaman, and Wonka have all been pushed back from the original dates to ones next year. The sequel to Shazam, Shazam Fury of the Gods, will move from 2023 to December 16th of this year. 
The animated DC League of Super Pets is moving from May 20th to July 29th of this year. Michael Sarah is opening up about his baby. This comes after Amy Schumer accidentally shared the news that Sarah is a father. Speaking to Extra, he said his son is six months old. Up until now, the Superbad star had yet to announce the birth of his child with longtime partner Nadine. Legendary skateboarder Tony Hawk is revealing he has a broken femur. In a lengthy Instagram post on Tuesday, the 53-year-old said he may never be able to return to skateboarding at the same level, but he's up for a challenge. He explained it's ironic his injury happened on the eve of HBO, releasing a trailer for the documentary Until the Wheels Fall Off, which follows his career and life as an athlete. There's no word on how he broke his leg. The first look at the new Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi show was released on Wednesday with the first trailer for the limited series. The show will be released on May 25th with the return of Darth Vader and many other beloved Star Wars characters, including the Grand Inquisitor. Bob Dylan is coming out with his first book in 18 years. Simon & Schuster says the new book, The Philosophy of Modern Song, will include more than 60 essays by Dylan about the songwriting process by analyzing the works of other composers, including Hank Williams, Nina Simone, and Elvis Costello. It's Dylan's first book since his Chronicles Volume 1, which was published in 2004. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.